Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Shalom. Come on, everybody. It is, what is this? This is Tuesday night. My goodness, it's been a long day. It's Tuesday night. We're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from and uh, and share this video. When you share, people get saved. It is just that simple. And uh, we want to see 1,000 people come to the Lord this year. Can I get you to drop 1,000 on the screen? We are, uh, we are already close to 70, if not over 70 uh, in. And we're, what, how many days into the year? 31 plus 8, 39 days in. So we got to make it happen. That means we got to average three, uh, a little bit over three, roughly, uh, around three uh, decisions a day. All right. We got to make it happen. Thank you. Said nice city Judah. Uh, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. All right. So we got to make that happen. All right. Um, so let's do that. We are in this series called another love TKO. It's another love TKO. Shout out. Y'all are already sewing with the badges come through. Um, Shout out to those of you that are doing that. Jersey, good to see you. How many of you all, you enjoy these previews that I do on Tuesdays and Saturdays? I want to know you're enjoying them because I only want to keep doing what I know is getting results and what's working. Now, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different uh, result. All right. Expecting a different result. Um, so how many of you are enjoying that? Yes, Christina, that's the series. Another love TKO. You're enjoying it. Come on, Trinisha. You're enjoying it. Come on. Come on. Enjoying it. Enjoy. Um, the goal of Tuesday nights is to use it Tuesday nights and Saturday nights. When I give you the previews on Instagram, the goal is to really wet your palate, to get you ready uh, to receive the word on Wednesday night live and on Sunday morning. All right. And so the goal is to not only get you ready, but number two, the goal is for you to then be able to share, be, be, get, get you to share. Come on. Somebody says need them was waiting for it tonight. Come on. It's to get you to share. All right. So once we finish, I want to challenge many of you, a few of y'all, y'all always are on it. You're always saying on your Instagram story, you're always sharing uh, on your Instagram page. That's awesome. I want to push some of you that are not doing that. Shalom, Mac Attack. Um, I want to push some of you off that are not doing that, that are not doing that. I want to push some of you to serve. The preview works. It's given a word. I'll say amen. All right. Amen. Thank you for your support. That is what we do. We are built to pour. Listen, I was able to get my workout. I, my day ended very late today. Actually, it's still not over. And uh, I had to get into the gym really quickly, but I was able to get into that gym, get my workout done. So we started on time tonight. Come on, y'all. So we're in this series, Another Love TKO, right? And uh, as we are in this series, first of all, have the messages, uh, which message, uh, well, let me ask you this question. What has stood out to you most from the messages so far? We've had um, two messages so far in the series. Number one, what is love? Number two, Another love TKO as a question. We've had two messages. Come on here. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Um, how many uh, or what has been standing out to you from the messages so far? Like what are some of the key points, some of the key things that have stood out to you 
uh, from the two messages that we've had in the series so far. Again, well, last Wednesday was that's um, what is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Y'all remember that? Or no, it was like that. No more. Um, and then the second one, um, another love TKO as a question. Another love as a question. All right. All right. Psychology between momentum. I'm not sure. I don't remember when I preached that in these two messages. All right. In these two messages, that, that's good, but I don't know. Breakdown of lust. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Love is not a competition. That's good. Love is shown, not just spoken. That is good. Fake love is often noisy. It's the noisiest. When it's fake, it makes a lot of noise. All right. Put love on like a jacket. Isn't that good? That is so good. You have to put it on. Even when you don't feel like it, like that's, it's not a feeling because there's going to be moments you don't feel love, but you still do love. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, expecting others to be perfect and you're not. That's good. Love is a decision, not a feeling. That's good. That's good. Aurora, hey, Aurora, good to see you. All right. All right. Come through, come through, come through. All right. Let me take two more. Let me take two more things that stood out to you. It's not a feeling. Yes. Love asks questions instead of assumes. Yes, leading to bitter. Can I tell you, m many, many friendships, many relationships, many partnerships, many ships, ships fall apart because of assumptions. I'm going to say that one more time. Ships fall apart because of assumptions. What a lot of people do is they assume and they do not actually take the time to ask questions. And all you do is ask a question. Um, I, I remember one time, and I think I shared the story already. Hey, DC, um, I, uh, somebody came up to me and said, Bishop, you know, I know you were pretty upset with me. I said, what are you talking about? I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. This was a while ago. I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, I am not, uh, I am not upset with you at all. I said, what are you even talking about? Um, you have to ask questions. Can I get you to type that on the screen? Ask questions. When you, and, and listen, here's the difference between lust and love. Because lust will just assume. Remember, lust isn't a negative word. Lust just means strongly desire. So if you grew up in church, you were taught lust is evil. No, it's not. All right? Not, not knowing what you're talking about is evil. Lust just means strong desire. What you're lusting after, that can make something right or wrong. And so um, when you operate with lust with people where you just you strongly desire them, but you do not love them, then you will assume when you love them, you're going to ask questions. Come on, Erica, you got it. Love loves resolution. Love says, let me ask questions because I'm not going to have this undertone. We're not going to have this. Uh-uh, I can, something's off. We're not going to have this. Watch me. When you love somebody, you're like, no, we're not having this. You got to hear me. We are not having this. Um, so you got to ask questions. Um, so what happened on Sunday? I began to teach you when we began to look at these lyrics in um, in Teddy Pendergrass's 1980 song, Another Love TKO. Um, and in that, I said this, um, really, Teddy's song reveals how many of us love incorrectly, God, people and ourselves. Let me ask you, what's been your greatest struggle as it relates to love out of the three, out of the three, out of the three? Um, is it loving God? Is it loving people? Or has it been loving yourself? One, two, or three. One is for God. Two is for people. Three is for you. What has been your greatest struggle? Be honest. You were Bishop Foreman, so you're in a safe place tonight. You can tell the truth and you're not going to get 
look that crazy because you're telling the truth. Which has been your greatest struggle? One, loving God. Two, loving people. Three, loving yourself. All right? I see two. I see three. All right? I see some twos. Let's see. All right? Okay. Yourself. 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 Come on. All right? Talk to me, y'all. Talk to me. One, two, or three. Two. All right? That's people. So, again, the question is, if you just come in, what's been the most difficult thing? Loving God, type of number one. Loving people, type of number two. Loving yourself, type of number three. This is important to understand. This is important to understand. Um, because the reality is, most of us incorrectly love God, people, and ourselves. So, Sunday's message was a question to say, another love TKO question mark. Really? Or do you need to follow the part of the song where Teddy says, I think you'd better let it go. Let go of what? How you used to love. Look at me. The way in which we love is often, is often. Come on, these are great answers, guys. The way, we, uh, the way that we used to love is what we have to reframe, is what we have to refresh, is what we have to reset, all right? Um, any issues in any of those three areas the real issue is the how. Can I be honest with you? The how is the issue. It's not even really about one, two, or three God people to life. See, here's how love works. Bible says God is love. So we receive love from God. You got to hear me. We receive love from God. This is interesting because when you receive love from God, Jesus said the greatest commandment is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. These four different components of you that he says in Mark chapter 12 and verse 30. Now, if we receive that love from God, here's the issue. Um, people say, well, God's love is the most powerful and potent force on the planet. How many of you, wave at me, you ready? How many of you believe that God's love is the most powerful force on the planet? Wave at me if you believe that. Wave at me if you believe that. If you're not sure, drop a question mark. You're a bishop former, you're in a safe place. I'm just gonna teach you. I'm going to teach you for a little bit. We're going to take, I'm going to take you up in a minute, but I want to teach you for a little bit in this preview for tomorrow's message. And then I feel like prophesying. Come on. All right. I see some hands. All right. If you don't know, do a question mark. All right. If you don't know, do a question mark. I see several hands, several hands, several hands, several hands. Okay. All right. Several hands, several hands. Someone says, I don't know. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. I'm, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. I see your hands. I see your hands. All right. Love conquers all. Okay. All right. Okay. All of what? Okay. All right. That's good, though. And remember, it's a safe place. No wrong answers. I just want to teach you. I'm going to teach you something real fast. I want to teach you something. All right. I want to teach you something. Question mark. Some of y'all scared to answer. You're like, I don't know. It's okay. Let me teach you. Um... Listen very carefully. All right, let me teach you this. Um, most Christians would say, you know, God's love is the most powerful force on the planet. Um, so let's break down the term powerful, then the term force. Force, energy, um, momentum, um, very similar to the word energeo in Greek. Powerful, potent, potent means it has the, its potency, it's effective. You ready? Um, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. And if you go to Genesis chapter 3, listen, this is nowhere in Sunday's message or tomorrow's message. This is just on the preview. This is a preview exclusive. Y'all ready for the exclusive? Let me give you the scoop. Here we go. And Genesis chapter 3, 
The Bible says in Genesis 3 and 1, now the serpent, now serpent in the Bible means deceiver. It doesn't mean snake. All right. Now that's important to understand uh, because in Genesis chapter 19, um, the, the devil, we'll just call him that for the sake of this discussion. The devil, we learn that when any angel appears in the earth, pay attention, Genesis 19 teaches us that they appear as human beings. So when the Bible says the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field the Lord God had made, pay attention, um, the word serpent there means deceiver. It doesn't mean snake. I need you to hear me because when Satan is in the garden, he is not there as a snake. He is there as a man. You still with me? How do you know that? Genesis 19 teaches us that whenever angels appear in the earth, these all these images of little babies with big stomachs and wings, that's not the way angels are in the scripture. scripture. The scripture makes it clear that in the earth, on this earth, that the angels appear as men, as human beings. Pay attention. So when it says the serpent, it is referring to Satan, but it means deceiver. Now, the deceiver was more crafty. Um, they did not have, um, he, he was not given the term that would later come in the New Testament, devil, because that's a Greek word. He was not given the Greek term, hasetan, because this is the beginning, all right? Or, or the Hebrew term, hasetan. Y'all still with me? Let's go, all right? He said to the woman that God actually said, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, snakes don't speak. The woman said to the serpent, snakes don't speak. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat, uh, but deceivers do. All right. I pray that your 2022, you not be deceived. I pray in 2022, you not be deceived. I pray that no one deceive you with their words. That no one deceive you with their intentions or actions. I need you to type it on the screen. I will not be deceived. Come on. I will not be deceived. Listen, it says, um, but God said, you shall not eat the fruit of the true fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. All right. For God knows verse four, but the serpent said to the woman, um, for God knows uh, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Stop. So if I was just doing a little Bible study here tonight, Pay attention. They didn't recognize the difference between good and evil because all they knew was God. They did not need to recognize the difference because all they knew was God. Pay attention. Verse six. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and was a delight to the eyes and the tree with his desire to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she gave to her husband who was with her and he ate. Now, for those of you who've been around me for a little bit and you've been under my teaching for a while, you understand that fruit is a Hebrew idiom. It, it, Eve didn't eat an apple. Uh, it, fruit uh, is derived from its original mentioning in the scripture, be fruitful and multiply. All right. So fruit is a Hebrew idiom, meaning it has another meaning for sex. So um, so what happened in the garden for some of you all, if this is blowing your mind because you've never heard me teach this before, drop the mind blowing emoji. What happened in the garden was not that they ate a bad piece of fruit. What happened in the garden was not that she ate an apple uh, what happened in the garden was that a sexual encounter occurs between Eve and this angel, right? Who is this deceiver, right? We have evidence of this from Genesis chapter six. This kind of thing happened all the time, all right? This Genesis chapter six, all right? Um, but the scripture talks about how the women were sleeping with angels, right? This happened all the time. But can I go deeper? Let's go deeper. Bible says, you ready? And she gave to her husband that was with her and he ate. Now that's a whole nother 
a whole nother depth of revelation for a whole nother day. All right. But now listen, in this, we'll take some questions at the end uh, if I have time. All right. But now in this, pay attention. Um, the Bible says, uh, verse seven, then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So they were both naked in the garden. Then they make these coverings for themselves. Stay with me. Because remember, my question was, my question was, um, how many of you believe that God's love is the most powerful force on the earth? In the verse eight, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves, hid themselves, hid themselves, hid themselves. Come on, you're going to catch it. Hid themselves. Now, the Bible teaches us that God is love. Pay attention. And love, you better listen to me. And love walked in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves. From who? From love. You're not talking to me. And the man and his wife heard love walking in the garden. What do you mean they heard love? Because the God is love. They heard love walking in the garden and they hid themselves from the presence of love. Oh my. Oh my. Which means, watch me, they hid themselves from love. Oh my. You ready? So watch me. For some people, the struggle and the challenge that you have when it comes to love, loving God, loving people, or loving yourself, watch me, is that you hide yourself from it. Bishop, what do you mean I hide myself from it? Can I show you what's more potent than love? Let me show you. I'm going to show you right here in this Bible. In Genesis chapter 1. This is why you got to be on the preview. I'm giving you some free stuff. You ready? Here we go. Um, but Verse 9. Um, uh, but the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you. The sound of who? Love. Come on here. I heard love walking towards me. I ran from it. Oh my God. Watch me. Then I heard the sound of love and I ran from it. I heard love walking towards me and I ran from it. I heard the sound of love. I heard the words of love. I heard words of affirmation. I heard all of the things that I've been waiting to hear. And when I heard them, I ran from them. Why y'all not talking to me in these comments? I ran from them. Look at verse nine. And, um, and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. Listen to this next part. And I was afraid. And I was afraid. So watch me. What made him walk away from love? That's a David reference song. What made him walk away from love? Fear. But fear of what? Fear of what? What are you afraid of, dude? What are you afraid of, Adam? Listen to the verse. And he said, I heard the sound of you. I heard the sound of love in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Watch God's words. Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree? I told you not to. Watch me. Three words. Three words are more powerful than love. Fear of rejection. Y'all not talking to me on these comments. Free of, excuse me, fear of rejection. Fear of rejection. For some of you all, watch me, is you afraid of the vulnerability that's required to love God. For some of you all, you're afraid of the vulnerability that's required to love people. For some of you all, you're afraid of the vulnerability it requires to love you. You're afraid of being rejected. By who? By God. Now look at this. 
Adam said, I was naked, so I hid myself. In other words, he says, I don't want you to see me walking around here but naked. It's quiet in the chat. I don't want you. Listen, listen, God, think about this. Think about this. God, I don't want you to see me exposed. I don't want you to see me like this. But didn't he form you? Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Didn't he form you? So for everybody that says God's love is the most potent force on the planet, here's the truth. A fear of rejection is more powerful than love. Even the love of God. Because this is what made Adam run from it. It's what made Adam run from it. It's not that it lacks power. It's that if you run from it, you never experience the power. It's not that, it's not that it lacks potency. It's not that it lacks force. It's just that if you run from it, you never experienced it. Now, can I go deeper? I love one of the comments, mainly once you've been hurt before. I want to encourage some of you all to go, to go and uh, get on our podcast or YouTube or Facebook and look up the messages, the spirit of Lilith and the spirit of Lilith. Because most of you all, can I drop another bomb on you? Most of you all think that Adam, you ready? Or that Eve is Adam's first wife. Eve is the sequel. She's not the original. Y'all not talking to me tonight. His first wife's name is Lilith. I've taught on it. It's in this Bible of yours. I keep pointing over here because my iPad's over here. It's in this Bible of yours. Eve is the sequel, not the original. So why is he so afraid of rejection? Whoa, because a relationship introduced it to him. Oh my God. Oh my God. A relationship introduced it to him. Somebody that was supposed to love him that didn't introduced it to him. And now Adam is walking around. Watch me. He's walking around in the garden. How many of you that just blew your mind? Do the, do the mind blown thing. All right, it's right here in your Bible, and I teach it to you. You should know what Bishop Foreman, I'm going to give you a Bible. You're not going to get my opinion. You're not going to get, I feel, I think, screw what I feel, screw what I think. I'm giving you Bible. That's what it's about. I know that's a bit abrasive of a word, but um, um, forget what I feel. Forget what I think. I, my responsibility is to give you Bible. You got it? Okay. So he's walking around in the garden with fear. Why? Because a relationship failed. Oh, my God. How many of you, because of your love, TKOs, you now fear rejection? Wow. And that fear of rejection makes it difficult to love God, makes it difficult to love people, makes it difficult to love yourself. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Um, when you think about those three areas, how many of you, you, you will say and just say yes, if the area where you struggle to love one, two or three God, people of life, you've also had re a feeling of rejection. And notice my words, a feeling of rejection, because sometimes what you feel isn't real. Adam felt like God was going to reject him and God was never going to reject him. He was never going to reject him. Just put yes on the screen is if the air, one, two, three. God was never going to reject him, but sometimes you can feel like he is. God wasn't. Um, with people, is it because you've been rejected by people? It's because you've been rejected by people. Or with yourself, 
do you treat you, look at me, do you treat you in a way you wouldn't tolerate anybody else treating you? Oh my. Do you treat you in a way that you wouldn't tolerate anybody else treating you? Wow. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, Bishop, you are the most consistent man I've ever seen. You are consistent. You are consistent. I said, well, that's because I expect consistency from me. That's who I am. I said, but number two, I, I don't tolerate inconsistency from people around me. It's not something that, that's tolerable to be around me, um, whether that's a friend, whether that's somebody that works for me, whether it's somebody that serves me directly. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't tolerate that. They said, you're, you're consistent. You're consistent. So, so in, in me being consistent, um, that's because I treat me, pay attention, the way I want to be treated. So here we go. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. So question, do you reject you? Do you reject people? Do you reject God? I know what some of you are thinking. No, I don't do that. Let me dig deeper. There's something called preemptive rejection, which means before you get me, I'm going to get you. Before you get me, I'm going to get you. Before you leave me, I'm leaving you. Let me think you leave. I'm leaving you. Before you quit me, I'm quitting you. Before you walk out of my life, I'm walking out of yours. Before you lie on me, I'm lying on you. I'm just asking questions. Come on. We got to dig some of this stuff up. Some of y'all got quiet in the comments. I'm just asking questions. We have to dig it up. We got to dig it up. We got to dig it up. We got to dig it up. So in this, all right, and again, all of what I just gave is not scheduled to be, certainly wasn't in Sunday's messages, and it's not scheduled to be in tomorrow night's message. But but watch me. Here we go. I said to you on Sunday that we have to take the first line of Teddy's song. I think you, I think you better let it go. You have to let go of the way you used to love. Can I get you to just say that? I let it go. I let it go. The way you used to love. I let it go. I let it go. Some some people you 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 operate with quid pro quo love. What does that mean? You operate with tit for tat love. Your love is transactional, so it's not really love. It's lust with lipstick. It's transactional. You do for me, I'll do for you. You do for me, I'll do for you. You do for me, I'll do for you. Right? It's a transactional love. You got to let that go. Some of you love from a place of a fear of rejection. This is why, watch me. Can I go here? And can I say this with love? This is why you will pick people that you think are less than you because it makes you feel comfortable because you won't fear rejection from them. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. You will pick people that don't match you, don't match your energy, don't match your consistency, don't believe in your God, don't, don't move the way you move, don't handle business the way you move. You will pick people that are less than you because you don't fear rejection from something that you perceive to be less. So you will pick down because you're like, well, I ain't scared of you rejecting me. Ooh. You will pick a project. Why? Because, well, I ain't scared of you rejecting me. That day ain't going to hurt. You ain't doing nothing. But what? watch me. But, but what you deserve, 
Mm. You'll run from that. Because what if that rejects me? And this is beyond romantic. This is in every level of life. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping anybody? All right. You have to let go of how you used to love. And how you used to love impacts all of the who, what, where, why, when. The who, what, where, why, when. Come on, you better stand up and turn. The who, what, where, why, when. How you love impacts the who, what, where, why, when. Right? Um, so I asked you these five questions on Sunday. Because this is a weird year. And I said, you got to let go of how you used to love. And you're going to have to love weird. And remember, weird has five different definitions. If you haven't been staying up to date with where we're at on the series, I want to encourage you to go check out our series, Weird, for January so you understand the year that you're in. Two is the biblical number of witness, so you're about to witness a weird year. Weird isn't a negative word. Weird has five definitions. And I asked you and I gave you these uh, um, statements and some were questions. Number one, I said, who are you assigned to love? Mark 12, 30. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and your strength. So, so assignment, watch me, when you're assigned to love someone, you are graced to love someone. Oh my God, that's good. When you're assigned to love someone, you are graced to love someone. All right? Um, if, if you're a shepherd, for example, as I am, um, you, when you're assigned to love people, you're graced to love people. You're graced to love people. You, you can love people who the Holy Ghost will tell you they've been running their mouth about you and they didn't cut you up seven ways from Sunday. And you can still give them a hug when they come down into your greeting line. It's quiet in, the, in this chat tonight. You got it? Um, um, when you're assigned to love, you're graced to love. You're graced to love. All right? Um, which means there are certain things that somebody would be like, well, ooh, that's a lot. But when you're graced to do it, because it's your assignment, you're graced to do it. Number two, number two, supernatural love. That's unnatural, unearthly, unreal. Mark 12, 31. And the second is this, you should love your neighbor as yourself. You should love your neighbor as yourself. Um, why is that supernatural? Because most of us never experienced that. Most of us, watch me, we get love from God. We get it, we give. Boop, boop. Download, give. Download, give. Download, give. Download, give. What happens is for many people in today's culture, download. There's no give. There's no release. So you love your neighbor as yourself, which means, watch me, if you don't love you, it's going to be very difficult to love people. Can I be honest? Some of you all, you have to forgive some of these people all, everybody, got to forgive everybody, but you have to forgive some of the people that you're like, how could they lie to me? They lie to themselves. How could they do me like this? They do themselves. Listen, I'm just so, they're inconsistent with me, Bishop. They're inconsistent with themselves. This is why, let me help those of you that are single or those of you that are engaged, um, for, for those of you that are engaged or dating, seriously dating, you need to pay attention to what they do to themselves. If they are always sloppy, they're going to be sloppy with you. They can only give you what they have. That's the max they can give you. If they lie to themselves, they're going to lie to you. 
Like if they tell them, I'm going to get up and do this at 545 and they never do what they say they're going to do, they're going to do that to you. You Oh, my God. If they are overly emotional with themselves, they're about to be overly emotional with you. They can only give you what they have. Can I be honest? Some of you all, you ready? The, the reason you have to forgive certain people is you were just expecting what shouldn't have been expected. You were expecting pizza from a Chinese restaurant. It's quiet on this chat on tonight. You were expecting pizza from a Chinese restaurant. You were expecting something that simply cannot be produced. You were expecting something that simply cannot be given. I can go right now to P.F. Chang's or, I know that's more American Chinese, or, 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 or China Self-Express up the street from near World Campus um, or whatever place and said, listen, let me get a pizza. Let me get a pepperoni pizza. No, we have fried rice. We have noodles. We have wontons. Thank you. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Some crab cheese wontons. Come on here. Oh, my God. I think I know what I want tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow is my note. I don't keep my calorie cap on Wednesdays and Sundays. So, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, we have crab cheese wontons. We have egg foo young. We have sesame chicken. We have chicken and broccoli, spicy. We have beef and broccoli, spicy. We have Szechuan beef. Like, they don't serve pizza. My God, I'm hungry. Listen, for some of you all, here's the problem. Here's, here's why you are so frustrated is you are literally asking people to give you what they don't even have. Listen, that's your, listen, that's confirmation. Come on here. Um, <laughs> so some of you, just, how many of you, after hearing what I just said, you can be honest that in friendships, in relationships, in business partnerships, and whatever, that you just got a revelation that you were expecting something from people they could not give. Wave at me. If you just got that revelation, like I can't, now y'all know I ain't eating after six. Um, but but if, if that just gave you a revelation, like why was I expecting this? Why was I expecting this? If that just sets you free right there, wave at me. Come on, loving me. Come on. Come on, Christina. Come on, talk to me, y'all. Come on here, Samantha. Let's go. Come on, Kay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Right? Um, and, and I'm glad you made that comment. I just stopped asking, expecting, because because that we're going to get into that in this series too, because that actually you ready? The enemy's goal is to get you to reduce. Um, and and we'll deal with that a little bit in this series too. All right, all right. You cannot expect what someone cannot produce. You cannot expect what someone cannot produce. You cannot expect what someone. Can. Let me say this to every leader. You cannot expect what someone cannot produce. I am guilty of thinking that my love for someone and my pouring into someone can make them something that they are not. I am guilty of that. Anybody else? I am guilty of thinking that my investment in people and my love, my unconditional love for people, um, that that could make someone produce something that they could not produce, that they simply were not. I am guilty of that. And then here's what happens. You start getting mad when they're not producing it, when they're not giving it, when they're not delivering it, when they're not becoming it, when they're not doing it. 
and you you get mad, and really you're like beating on Balaam's donkey, like Balaam's donkey. The donkey kept stopping. Now this is a different reason because there's the angel of death, and the the donkey could see Balaam couldn't see. Balaam was the man of God. He was the prophet. But the reality is that he kept hitting the donkey, and he was like, "You keep doing like the donkey's like I'm not moving." Um, some of you were guilty of thinking that if I love them enough, I will make them this. Woo, this is good on this preview. If I love them enough, I will turn them into this. And I have, you're right, I have told our expectations. Um, watch me. The best thing you could do um, is make sure you set your expectations predicated upon what someone can produce. Because if not, you're going to expect pizza from a Chinese food restaurant. All right. The third definition I gave you, because you're going to have to love weird. You're going to have to let go of how you used to love. You're going to have to love. You need to ask yourself, who am I assigned to love? Number two, I need supernatural love. Number three, uncanny love. Uncanny means strange, mysterious, mystifying, abnormal, unusual, unexpected. Colossians 3.14 says, above all, clothe yourselves with love. Put it on. Why is that uncanny? Because most of us want to feel it. Most of us want to feel it before we do it. Most of us want to feel it. Most of us want to feel love. I don't feel like loving. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. That's what the Bible says. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Which means even when you don't want to, put it on. Even when you want... You ever have moments where you just like, you're just like, you want to be mad. Like you want to cuss somebody out. Can I get some real people on this preview tonight? We're almost done. Like you want to say something mean and rude. You want to. You want to. Got it? Bible says, put it on. Put it on. Put it on. It's a decision. Number four type of love, zany love. You got to let go of how you used to love. You have to love zany. Zany means unconventional. Somebody said today. Unorthodox, surreal, crazy, in left field. What does zany love look like? First Corinthians 13 and 7. Love bears all things. That means regardless of what comes, which means love can survive pressure. Love can survive. It goes at least once a week. Love can survive pressure. Lust breaks under pressure. Love survives under pressure. For some of you, you're not going to know whether or not it's love or lust until it's put under pressure. So when your little friendships and, 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 and when your relationships go through things, stop talking about the devil's attacking. No, maybe it's a pressure test. And God issues pressure tests. The devil doesn't control those. The Lord issues pressure tests. The Lord says, I will refine you as pure gold, which means you can't, you ready? You cannot rebuke a pressure test because those don't come from hell. Those come from heaven. I'm talking tonight. You can't reduce, you can't rebuke, you can't send away a pressure test because God is behind pressure tests. There's a type of pressure test and uh, um, where they test your tensile strength. And your tensile strength is on the inside it's, from, it's the amount of pressure something can take from the inside out before it breaks. Mm. Did you hear what I just said? And for some of you, watch me. 
Uh, you need it. Watch me. The ability to be able to test the tensile strength of your friendships, the tensile strength of your relationships. How much can it take from the inside before it breaks? Look at me. How much pressure can you take from the inside out before you break? That's your tensile strength. Heaven issues pressure tests. So you can't rebuke them. You cannot send them away. You cannot say this is the, it's not, look at me. It's not the devil. You can't rebuke a pressure test. Heaven issues those. You can't, you can't send that back. That's like from the manufacturer. <laughs> you can't send that back. Isn't that, that's not an aftermarket part. You cannot send that back. All right. Um, first Corinthians 13, seven, we're almost done. Uh, love bears all things. That means regardless of what comes, it can handle pressure. Second thing, it believes all things, which means love looks for the best. Lust is looking for a way out. Lust says, mm-hmm, I'm done. See, I knew it. Love says, well, let me look for the best until I have facts that contradict that. Let me expect the best. How many of us are guilty from jumping to negative conclusions? Wait a minute. My hand goes up first. Um, my hand goes up first. I, um, I used to tell people, listen, you have to tell me all the details. I said, because my mind is going to create a whole narrative. And my mind will create a narrative. That's so good. Pressure is only when something is expected from us. That's so good. Um, uh, I said, my mind will create a narrative based on the things that I've been through and the things that I deal with. And I have to move on quickly. Look at me. When you sit in a seat of authority, you don't have the luxury of staying stuck in your emotions. When you are a decision maker where people's lives and and livelihoods, et cetera, et cetera, depend on your decisions. Let me help every business owner. Let me help every entrepreneur. Let me help every pastor. When you are in a seat of authority, you do not have time to be stuck in emotions. So what happens is you have to try to quickly conclude something. And watch me. Love looks for the best until it has facts that contradict that. Lust, though, lust is like, yep. I know exactly what happened. They did this, this, and you have no facts to support that. You have no, watch me. You will take one negative thing and then you will assign it and you'll create a whole narrative. And watch me. For those of you who have learned to spiritualize it, you'll call it discernment. Not even realizing, watch me. You, you have bastardized a spiritual gift because the Bible does not call, it's not a gift of discernment. It's the discernment of spirits. There's a difference. Discernment is not the gift. Discernment of spirits is the gift. Come on, we in this Bible tonight. You're spiritual. I just got discernment. You don't even stop. Shh.com. Because that's not even the gift. You just made a bastard out of it. That's not even the gift. That's not even the gift. You got what I'm saying? That's not even the gift. It's a discernment of spirits. What does that mean? The spirit behind the thing. Discernment is not the gift. Discernment is a talent. It's a skill. Discerning of spirits is a spiritual gift. All right, here we go. Y'all learning something on this preview tonight? Number three, 1 Corinthians 13, 7. So number one, love bears all things. It can survive pressure. Number two, love believes all things. It looks for the best. Number three, love hopes all things. This means love remains steadfast during difficult times. That means, pay attention, love remains consistent in the mountain or the valley. 
It's consistent. And can I help you? For some of you, you have to thank God that people got off of your, uh, 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 got out of your car, so to speak, in the valley. You have to thank God that people got out of your car in the valley and uh, so that they would not ride with you to the mountain. Why? Um, because for some of you, you experience people who could not remain steadfast in a valley. Because love, that's me, love says, I'm going to be consistent even during a difficult time. Come on. If you know you love like that, just put a heart on the screen. If you know you are consistent with people that you love, even if you're in a valley, even if they're in a valley. One of the things that my mother did that was super, super good when we were kids growing up is we would all go around the house and, uh, and we would all say, I love you. And we would just holler from whatever room we were in. And we would say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I was always like, if I didn't think I said it or whatever, I would I'd say it again. And we would always do that. It was a consistency to this day, to this day. Um, but I'm on the phone, my mother, it's none of y'all's business. But uh, when we hop off that, there, we do not get off without, uh, you know, good night, love you or whatever it is. And what's interesting, I remember, I remember a couple of times where she didn't hear me say it. So she called back and said, uh, you know, did you, what happened? And there's been a couple of times I didn't hear her say it. And I call her back. I said, what is it? What happened? What's going on? Oh, love you. You know, that type of thing. Consistency. And consistency isn't just saying it. But consistency, pay attention. Consistency is doing the things that you do in the, on the mountain, in the valley. It's doing the things that you do on the mountain, in the valley. So watch me. It means I, my pattern doesn't change because of my location. Oh, my God. My pattern doesn't change because of my location. Who am I talking to on this IG Live tonight? My pattern doesn't change because, of, listen, even if I'm angry. All right. Good night. Love you. My pattern remains the same. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm just using that as an example. Your patterns remain the same. And they are not predicated upon your location. They're not predicated upon a problem. My pattern remains the same. My pattern remains the same. So if you normally pick them up a sandwich, and even if even if you in a valley or they in a valley, I'm just using sandwiches as a random thing, then why would you stop picking up a sandwich? So was the sandwich a tool of a tool of what was the, what was the sandwich about? I'm just using an example. If you normally, you know, uh, did so, why did you stop? Your pattern remains the same. Ooh, and doesn't change because that's this is this is a whole Bible study tonight. It really, really is. Look at me. Even when you're frustrated with them, your pattern remains the same. Your pattern remains the same. Your pattern remains the same. All right. Um. And then look at this last one, 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love endures all things. That means it doesn't weaken, all right, according to Amplified, without weakening, which means love can endure, love lasts. We really need to call this Tuesday Night Bible Study. And, and you know what? And then I'll set up TikTok too. I've been meaning to go live on TikTok for a while, and I just haven't done it. We really probably need to do that. I really think I'm going to do that. We'll see. All right? It remains the same. 
it remains the same. It endures. It lasts. Um, I think about people, some people in my life. Let's go friends. Bishop Bright, we have been friends for 15 going on 16 years. I have watched his kids grow up and we have remained the same. We remain the same. We don't have to talk every day. At one point in our friendship, I mean, we would chat every day. Um, as our friendship evolves and schedules and things like that, um, we may not chat every day, but when we but when we chat, we'll acknowledge it and we pick up right where we right where we left off. Yes, I got a TikTok. If you don't follow me on TikTok, follow me on TikTok. It's at Bishop Foreman. All my social media is at Bishop Foreman. Other than um, other than um, what is the other one? Um, Snapchat. But I know I don't be on Snapchat, so don't worry about that. All right. All right, at Mr. Foreman is on my social. Okay, um, and we've been friends for fifteen years. Consistency. I have some pastor friends, and 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 and, and why do you say pastor friend, Bishop? Because you always need to make sure iron sharpens iron. You have to make sure that people are at your level of strength, at your level. Because if not, watch me. Then that's not the same relationship. Type. Then that, watch me, if someone, iron sharpens iron, you need, I, I pray your 2022, you be surrounded by the same strength of metal that you are. We've prayed that before, but you got to keep that before God. I pray that I'm surrounded by people that are, that are, are strength and that brings strength. Iron sharpens iron. Watch me. Iron and aluminum. Aluminum is a subordinate metal. It's not as strong. So pay attention to this principle. For some of you, you call them friends, but really, but really what that is, really what that is, is somebody getting free counseling. Really what that is, is a mentee. Oh my God, it's quiet on here tonight. Why? Because you're not the same level of metal. The exchange is an equal. Who am I talking to right there? You have some people that you have elevated to friend status, but they're not. They're not even, y'all aren't even, in, you're not even the same metal. Who am I talking to? You've elevated them. Got it? And so that's why every time you leave from being around them, you feel drained. Why? Because you just poured, but they couldn't pour back because you're not the same, you're not the same, you're not the same Strength of metal. And there's nothing wrong with aluminum. It's just that's not what you are. Come on, y'all. You're, you're iron. All you do is repeat what I taught you to them. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay? And don't feel bad. What you need to do is just pray that you get the same metal. There's got to be a reciprocity. There has to be a symbiotic relationship. There has to be an exchange. Because if not, watch me, you literally, you, you, you literally will get off of work, then get on the phone with them and go right back to work. That's what you be doing. Some of y'all, you literally will get off of work and, and, and go back. <laughs> right? Because you're dealing with them. And you have to be mindful of that. All right. All right. Um, so tomorrow night's message. Listen, this was a whole Tuesday night Bible study. Tomorrow night's message 
tomorrow night. And, and can I say this? Because then what you don't want to do is you don't want to get to this place where you're, I'm done with people. You, you can't go there. Look at me. Even Jesus at one point needed somebody to help him carry his cross. Did you hear me? Did, oh, did you not know that? Did you not know that there was a man that helped him carry his cross for a period of time? Um, you cannot do life alone and isolated. Um, you need, but you just need the right metal. You don't want the wrong metal. You don't want, promise me, I promise you, you do not want the wrong metal. Because then what happens is you'll create this crazy cycle. You'll create this crazy cycle. And with this crazy cycle, what happens is then you'll be like, uh-uh, I'm done with people. Can I be honest? I understand that. I've had moments in life where I was like, mm-mm, I'm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Um, some of my greatest cathartic moments, he is, some of my greatest cathartic moments are simply when I get around other iron and we sharpen one another. We sharpen one another. The men uh, I have around me, um, uh, in terms of men of God, etc., we sharpen one another. Period. Period. We don't get together and just chatty patty and and just chit chat, idle talk. We get together and we make moves. And when we gotta handle a situation, we handle the situation, we build it up. But you gotta have that. Tomorrow night's message is called "That's Not Love." Um, remember Teddy's lyrics illustrate how many of us incorrectly love. And so tomorrow night, we're going to jump into that. And we're going to look at what's not love. It's going to be powerful. Um, tomorrow night, seven o'clock mountain, nine o'clock Eastern. I want to encourage you. If you're in Denver, be in the building, join us in Denver, seven o'clock mountain, nine o'clock Eastern. If you're not in Denver, no problem. No problem. All you got to do is um is shoot us a um is shoot us a um a um um shoot us a text text harvest to 877-552-4746 and then you'll be able to connect with us as it relates to our app you get notified when we go live the whole night it's going to be amazing tomorrow night so um here's how i want to do this it's 954 here's how i want to do this um, there we go. Thank you. If this bless you tonight, I want to encourage you. You can sew. You can use the badges right here on Instagram. You can use the cash app dollar sign bishop form with the number two at the end. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of those methods are available for you. You can use hello at, at harvestchurch.church. Now, in addition to that, what you're able to do um, is, um, no, I got them all. I got all the methods. I got all the methods. Um, if you're on it tonight, you're not a Christian, this is your moment. This is your night. I want to encourage you, when I count to three, do that hand wavy emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, two, three. God's coming to get you tonight. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Wherever you are at, I just want you to respond. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. This is your moment. Don't miss it. God came to get you on a Tuesday night. At 9.55 Mountain, 11.55 on East Coast time. But listen, the Bible says, late in the midnight hour, huh? God's going to turn it around. If that's you, real quick, I'm going to count you down. Five, I'm going to count you down. Four, 
I'm gonna count you down. Three, I'm gonna count you. Two, one. I want everybody to pray this with me. Um, even if you're looking on the replay, I want everybody to pray this with me. Um, guys, why do I always do the prayer? It's because many people will come back and look at the replay. And it's important to me that that prayer is there because every time we go check the replays, there's hands that are lifted and hands that are raised. I see you. I got you. Keep it rolling. I got you. I got you. I got you. You can keep responding. I want everybody to pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Come on, pray this with me. Say, Lord, give me the grace to run this new race. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're now sure, I just need for you to text the word decision to the phone number 877-552-4746. We're going to text you right away um, with what you need to do with a message called What Next? I just prayed this prayer. Now what do I do? Allow me to help you in your journey. Um, some of you, let's do this tonight. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. And you know, Bishop Foreman, you know, I am your shepherd. You know that I am the voice that God has called you to and connected you to. And so for some of you, salvation is not what you need to do, but be, getting covered is what you need to do. Anything uncovered spoils. And so if I am that man that God's assigned you to, you can connect to us. Text join harvest is one word to 877-552-4746. I love you all. I hope you have an amazing night. Can't wait for church tomorrow night. When we get off, can I get, can I just get 15 of you minimum to, if you're going to share this in your story, share this video in your story, if you're going to do that, can I just get you to do the hand wave emoji? It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. If you're going to do that, can I get 15 of you hand wave, wave at me. If you're going to share this in your Instagram story. And for some of you like, I don't even know how to do that. Um, Google it. All right. If you're going to do that, wave at me, wave at me. I need 15. I need 15 minimum. One, come on. Two, let's go. All right, come on. I just need 15. Three, all right, four, five. Let's go. We're almost there. Six, we're, we're going, y'all. Seven, come on. Amen. Love you. Praise God. Come on. I need to see your hand. Eight, nine, I need to see your hand. How do I do that? Can somebody type that on the screen? I, I don't know how to <laughs> tell you that. You just hit the triangle and then put share in your story. What's my count? Uh, I think that's 10, 11, 12. I think that's where we're at. All right. All right. I just need three more. Somebody said ask the kids. 13, 14, 15. We got them. Bam. All right. And of course, overflow. So make sure that you share. Why do I ask you to do that? Um, because when you share, people get saved. It is just that simple, all right? And we want to see more people come to the Lord, all right? Overflow, come on. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.